everyone, it's the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick and Dave. And now here are your hosts, Rick and Dave. Hey everyone, happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays everybody. Alright, hey, this is the Lollygagging Podcast. I am Dave Prine and I'm here with my good old pal. Uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yes. <laughs> and we, we fired Rick Beerman for... Um, just be well it's obvious and uh yeah so now steve and i we're going to move ahead and talk about phones we're gonna talk about phones because that's all he knows about steve get out of here bring rick back okay all right hi everybody all right bye steve okay, get out get out oh hey rick oh yeah anyway hey rick um it's the end of 2020 and yeah. uh, i'm God. sure a lot of people are happy about that and uh, we're moving into uh 2021 and hopefully it's going to be a much better year but i wanted to get you on the line and i just wanted to talk real briefly about what uh, what you're looking forward to for 2021 what your language plans are what your other plans are and basically just what does 2021 hold for you uh well i don't know because i broke my crystal ball in 2020 well it was a bit crap anyway it didn't really work so I'm telling you, you don't you don't buy a crystal ball from a guy out of the back of a van. That's just that's just common sense. So uh, yeah, well, uh, language related, I plan to well, I plan to, but I don't know if I'll succeed in learning uh, Korean. So on our forum, which I don't know if our listeners, either of them, uh, have ever heard of, is the forum.language-learners.org. Uh, we have a number of challenges. Most of them start in the new year because um, they're sort of annual challenges. And one of them is the 365-day challenge where you uh, consistently study a language for at least 30 minutes every single day of the year, right? Uh, and then there's another one called the free and legal challenge, and that is to use only resources you can get off the internet, which are free and legal, hence the name, for your for your study. So what I've done is I've signed up for both the free and legal challenge and the 365 day thing in Korean. So I'm hoping that I will be able to study Korean half an hour every day with some free and legal stuff. Uh, I've already lined up a lot of resources for it. Um, because we have a resource page on the um, on the forum, so I got a lot there, and then a lot of recommendations from people. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping hoping language wise that Korean would be the way to go. Uh, other languages I'm learning. Well, I've already learned it, but I'm I'm going back to doing Assembler and C, which are programming languages. In case you're not familiar. So yeah, so that's that's pretty much the the. I wouldn't call them goals, but that's the target really for next year. And hopefully that'll, uh, and it will, because I hope to at some point visit South Korea and uh, take a trip as a tourist. So I'm hoping to get to a sort of a touristy level in Korean. I was going to ask you know, what was the uh, the driving motivation to uh, start Korean, but <laughs> that makes perfect sense. That actually, there's, there's probably no better reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, plus then I would be able to sit and watch Korean dramas with everybody in my family. <laughs> so, but, but they watch it with subtitles, yes. Yeah, they they watch it for the romance and the subtitles. I, I would I would not watch it for the romance, but for the language. Sure, sure, wink, wink. Sure, sure. You know, 
Well, hey, so question then. Um, do you suspect that the subtitling might be not uh, spot on? Uh, I suspect that's probably the case. Uh, you you rarely get accurate subtitles. Um, you know, when when they are accurate, you know, people, you know, they're like gold. But but I used to do a language exchange with uh, an Italian lady who lived in Germany, oddly enough. Um, but she did subtitles for a living. So she subtitled um, Italian films and television movies and things in German. And I asked her about that. And she was saying that a lot of the reason that subtitles aren't quote unquote accurate is the person doing the subtitles has to fit whatever the, the meaning is in that time allotted for, 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 for the dialogue. Uh, so, so if, if a person speaks right in Italian and let's say that's 30 seconds, well, they've only got 30 seconds to convey that meaning in German, even if it, you know, normally would take a lot longer or a lot shorter. So, so hence the problem with accurate subtitles really isn't so much that they don't want to do accurate subtitles. It's the timing factor that they have to get that meaning across in that, link the time of that dialogue in that scene. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. And and I um my understanding is that not only is it you have to get the 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 meaning in there, but that because uh, I, th- I think the, I think the statistic was that people read at 75% of the rate that they they can hear. And so if you have someone speaking, you know, saying something then and it's a 10 second phrase, it takes the person longer than 10 seconds to read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so um, so yeah, so it's it's almost so it's very seldom um, word for word. I have seen a couple movies where where the English subtitles were spot on exact with the spoken spoken English, but that's that's rare because again we read we read slower than we listen, and um, yeah, you only have so much uh, space involved. So a lot of times the sentences are truncated or small meaningless words like oh well or hey you are sometimes left out. So, but I'm I'm also curious if the if the meanings for these uh, Korean soap operas are just like totally shifted, like if it, if it discusses another topic entirely. I've I've seen that with a it was an American movie, it was an Asian copy of an American movie and the English subtitles were completely unrelated to what the actual English audio was. <laughs> and and I found that fascinating and I I felt like, "Oh my goodness, I'm being lied to." So I'm 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 curious, and and I'll I'll check in later on once you get your Korean kind of up to snuff, and uh, see see if these uh so soap operas are just basically lying with the English just to make it you know either easier or just if someone's being lazy. Honestly, my Korean is never going to be that good. You you, <laughs> you better check with somebody else. Okay. <laughs> I'll 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 call the producers and say, hey, Korean Korean soap opera producers, I want Guy. you to make some. I, I just want you to talk about Rick Dearman and just say bad things about him. And but in this in the subtitles, you know, put uh, put oh, you know, we like flowers and candy. Yeah, whatever whatever you want in the subtitles, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nobody reads them anyway. <laughs> okay, so so you got Korean, and uh, do you have any other languages uh, that you're gonna actively focus on, or or will it be more maintenance with your Italian and French and Chinese? Well, so French, I haven't really done much with it anyway. I, I speak to some woman in French every week, and that's pretty much it. I haven't really studied French at all. 
Italian, I watch a couple cooking shows on YouTube in Italian, but that's pretty much it. Um, so I haven't done anything there either. I was reading a book in French, but I, I finished that, so I stopped. Um, so, yeah, I haven't really been doing any sort of active maintenance or learning uh, of languages for probably a couple months now, um, probably three months, three, maybe four months. Uh, I was doing a lot of Chinese up until like the first of October. I was doing that every day because I was doing that challenge, but I bailed in October because I just couldn't um, I just couldn't find the time, really, <laughs> which is a bit odd since I was locked in the house the whole time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I couldn't really find any time to do it. Um, but I, I, I think I will probably pretty much park everything except Korean, I think. It's it's just because I've got a lot of other stuff that I'm doing, um, you know, I'm doing that autodidactic podcast. So I need I need to. That's actually a lot more difficult than this podcast, Dave, because you actually I have to actually research and things and find stuff out, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit annoying. So uh, how inconvenient. <laughs> yes, how inconvenient to actually have to pass on knowledge and learn and do things. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so that, that, that takes up a significant amount of time and I've been doing a lot of work with electronics and it sort of computer systems. So I've been building an eight bit CPU and, um, like various electronics projects with Arduinos and all kinds of good sensors and weird stuff. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, so non-language stuff has taken up a lot of my time, but I think Korean, I'll focus on that for for the year i mean ideally i'd like to get to a sort of a a1 a2 level you know a sort of a touristy level and i'm happy with that um it's not like a it's not a a long-term language for me like italian i just don't see myself using korean all that much but you never know like you know you meet people when you start learning and and things snowball do you know anyone from your uh, polyglot community who uh, who knows korean already uh, there's a lot of people that are learning it, um, and I'm and I've talked to a few of those. And there's one or two Koreans who are on there, but they're obviously not learning Korean. Um, so, uh, but they did offer to give me the odd rectal exam, you know, a bit of help and correction and stuff. But I, but but I don't really have anybody lined up as a tutor or anything like that. Well, knowing you, you'll probably probably uh, do a language exchange before too long. Well, probably. I mean, I've got some credits left on italki for a long while back, so I could use those up, finish that off. I've got, um, I download, so for resources, I downloaded the Defense Language, uh, DLI, Defense Language Institute Korean, and the FSI, the Foreign Service Institute Korean courses. So I've got all of those. And I signed up on Closemaster for Korean from English. So that initially will be my main thing. And I do need to learn the writing system, Hangu. So that'll be a lot of YouTube videos, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I, um, we may have discussed it in the past, but I think there was a YouTube video uh, that someone was touting about learning the Korean alphabet uh, or the Korean writing system in like 20 minutes. It is very uh, it's uh, well ordered. It's very logical, so there it, it doesn't seem like it would take too long to kind of pick up. Um, so, so yeah, more power to you. But but look for that. I'll see if I can find find that video or something similar and share that with you if you haven't found it already. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have told me that that because it's because it was sort of a designed. It was a writing. It's a writing system that was designed. It didn't just appear like some of the, like the Chinese one or the or the English or Latin characters or all that. You know, it didn't. They didn't evolve or appear. This was designed by somebody to be logical and learnable. <laughs> so, with any luck, I'll learn it. And it sounds like it sounds like uh, it's going to benefit you that you're piggybacking one challenge on top of the other, the, the free and the legal and the 365 days. Um, and yeah, so, so I think that is going to work really well and in your favor. Yeah. If I could have found some more, I would have, <laughs> um, but there are a few other challenges like they do uh, the six week challenge. Mm-hmm. So every other six weeks they do a six week challenge uh, for beginners, which I will be obviously. And um, the challenge is to study as much as you can in that six weeks. And and some of these, some people, I mean, they do amazing amount of hours, like, you know, basically every waking hour they have studied <laughs> this language. Uh, I won't be doing that. <laughs> but, I, but I might sign up for that just because, you know, it's, it's just more motivation, you know. As long as it gets you doing it. I find that I'm I'm enticed by challenges, but I want to do them for the sake of having done them rather than the the, the getting the report, you know, the benefits of, of Christmas before. Hmm. So that's yeah. So I've stepped away from from some of the challenges, although I mean I, I appreciate them, and and um, I think once I can actually commit, then I would I would go back to that. But like the 365 day challenge, that that's a lot of pressure because if you you know if you go away for a couple of days on a trip. You know, you still either got to commit or you end up not completing the challenge. And, well, and if, you know, if you the, miss a day or two, that's not bad. But I mean, it's, you, you know, you shouldn't say, oh, I failed. But it's I think I think that sometimes these challenges put more pressure on someone to. Well, that 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 particular challenge that that they've accounted for that. So what happens is if you miss a few days, it's a point deduction system. So the maximum points you can get is 365. So the scoring mm-hmm. is based on. You know, so if you miss a day, you get a point deducted. So yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. that bad. You you can still finish above 350, even if you had to take a couple weeks out. Okay. So it's not because I think the original one was a bit pass or fail, like you were suggesting, and they they stopped that because like it was <laughs> like oh well screw it, you know I'm two days in and I've missed a day, so uh, <laughs> so um yeah so it's a points based system and like you you everybody tries to get the max score and a lot of people have actually a lot of people you know they're they're will be starting to report their scores for this year and a number of people i mean they've only got two days to do so a number of people are already reporting they've basically completed it and they did 366 this year good for them so leap well, it's interesting that you see that they they kind of did away with with certain challenges. I'm hearing some of the, like some familiar challenges, like the six week challenge, the free and legal, and those those apparently seem to work. You know, the short term or you know a challenge that allows you enough resources legally to to continue to learn a language. Are they are are other challenges kind of dropping by the wayside? Then are they? Is it is is the forum constantly kind of revamping challenges? Well, they more or less they re-edit challenges a lot of the time when things don't work out properly. But I mean, the big, the main challenge. So one of the ones I run is called the Output Challenge, which I don't get a lot of contestants really. But the idea there is that you write fifty thousand words in your target language, same as a Nano Rimo book, and you do fifty hours of recorded speech. So you have to record yourself speaking. So that isn't as popular. 
because a lot of people don't necessarily want to practice output so much, uh, but some people really appreciate it because they're trying to learn to write. So if you're if you're if you need to learn to write in I don't know German or something, then you need to learn how to spell in German. And so <laughs> you you know you so practice outputting, practice writing helps. And I haven't really changed the rules. I did change a bit because some people were like, this is really too bloody hard. Um, <laughs> so, so I scaled some stuff back. But I think the major popular, the most popular challenges on the forum would be the super challenge. That's the read 100 books and watch 100 films. But that's not in a year. That's over the course of 18 months. So that one's a bit less stressful, although it's still bloody difficult. Um, yeah, I, I tried. I tried that a couple of years ago with uh, German and Spanish. Didn't yeah. did not succeed, but I was very, very surprised by how much I actually did because because of this challenge, because of the pressure, you know, to want, you know, to want to um, achieve it. So I, so I'm, I actually really, it really benefited me. So I may have to start that again. I think one of the main things for me for the challenges is not so much the challenge itself, but the sort of there is a sort of a social aspect to it. Right. Because on the forum, you're reporting your results. And in the case of Super Challenge, they even have a bot, which you can Twitter bot, you can report to and it shows your score. And so that uh, so so that competition between other people sort of uh, helps. It's a bit like the in Close Master, you know, they show you how many people have scored as many points as you and all that. It's sort of a gamification thing, which helps out, you know, like the three, six, five challenge. Every month, everybody reports how they did that month, you know, their, you know, how many days they did or what they did. And, you know, if they missed a couple of days and you get a lot of support, people are like, oh, no, don't worry. It's only a day. It's, it's fine. You'll be, you know, blah, 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 blah. So there is a lot of um, support and, and help with these challenges. I mean, you still have to do it yourself, but it is sort of social yeah I, I do like that community interaction and, and comparison you know i've been i've been doing closed master i've been revisiting that on and off and uh it'll be nice to see how not too far behind i am uh with uh you and some of our other other uh language friends although still i think i think you all have a leg up on me so i hate you yeah well but that's because i was doing i was doing it every day <laughs> Yeah, uh, like so I did the I did the Italian thing. I did it every day for one year. I did 365 days. I did, you know, the close master Italian thing every single solitary day. But that wasn't a formal challenge. That was just me saying, well, I'm going to do this every day. But, yeah, I racked up a whole load of points just basically because I, I consistently did it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it shows you. I think you're like. I forget, but yeah, you are you were in the lo like I think low hundreds for Italian, I think, and yeah. and lo lower is better. Low, yeah, so um, yeah, near near one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so that that's pretty impressive. And I you know I mean I've been doing it like on and off for the past few months. Just like one week I'll do a lot of it, another week I won't. Basically, whenever I can fit it in, and you know I'll I'll do enough to like advance to the next level for each language and that you know that that takes anywhere from 500 to a thousand points so it's not like a huge undertaking but i really would li I, i'd like to start ramping up with closed master but we'll see because after all i mean it, i'm surprised at how much i've retained because i'll see the same sentences i'll see words from one sentence put into another sentence and really start getting that you know like the subtlety 
uh, of meaning and, and the difference of meaning down. But I, it's taken a while for Closed Master to really start kind of paying off. And so I'm excited. So I, I want to get back into into closed master on a regular basis. So maybe a huh, maybe I'll maybe I'll try the 365. I was against it, but now I'm now I'm actually a little little uh, curious. I'm gonna write that down. Well, there you go. All right. Well, we'll see. Anyway, we'll see. they. I mean, you know, they. What does it? They say uh, repetition is the father of learning, or something. Uh, I think uh, uh, toast is the father of marshmallow. No, I think it's bread is the mother of toast. Oh, bread is the mother of toast. Okay. And butter is the father of toast. Exactly, because it uh, never <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why I always bring up toast. I don't even like toast all that much, but but everyone can relate to toast. Yes. Yeah, anyway. And, and sliced bread. Sliced bread. <laughs> exactly. Did you ever wonder what it was the best thing before sliced bread? I think it was probably just bread. Right. Oh, okay. I, I really do, yeah. <laughs> and before that um rocks i guess or fire yeah what are you gonna eat if you don't have bread <laughs> really who cares <laughs> exactly who cares um so what about you dave what are you going to be doing this year i am going to next um, this next year this yeah. next year i am actually i, I want to proceed cautiously because i don't want to pile all these all these uh, goals on myself and then have them fizzle out. So I'm really the first first and foremost I'm maintaining languages and uh, I'm you know maintaining the figs you know French uh, French Italian German Spanish as well as Hungarian and Esperanto and I'm just I've been whenever I'm on Closed Master I I always you know re- refresh each of those languages even if it's just to level up one you know one level per what language. About Romanian. Um, you know I'd like to get back into that i i don't have much of a use other than um i found out my doctor speaks romanian and so i was i was able to, to uh spit out the the few things that i could remember like good day and how are you and things like that so it's, so it's fun but then that that you know that makes me want to use language as a novelty as you know and and when i was first you know fanatical about languages i would learn you know 100 words and something and then i could spit out a greeting or a hello or you know, or a thank you or whatever um, to unsuspecting, you know, foreign language speakers. And it was fun. It was, but it was like a bar trick. It was a novelty mm. that kind of, kind of opened the door for me to show me what else you can do with languages. But I don't want to, I don't want to study just a little bit of everything. Uh, I want to kind of refrain from being that, that language butterfly that you call me and really kind of get things down. And so I'm going to continue my plan of learning, say 500 words in a language constantly maintaining that slowly building and then um once i get to 500 words i'll move on to another language and once i get 500 words in that then i I keep moving on and i started with indonesian and that went quickly because indonesian they use uh they have fewer words but more compounding so if you know the word for a place and room and sit and sleep you can do um, sleeping place, which is a bed, sitting place, which is a chair, sleeping room, which is the bedroom, sitting room, which is the the living room. And so so if you you know you only need to learn a few words before you can start making a lot of lot more extended words through compounding. And it's it, it's it's a very easy way to build vocabulary uh, for that language. So that I'm 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 way past 500 because it's really easy to develop uh, new vocabulary from what you already know. So that's that's been growing. I've been min- maintaining Indonesian. 
Polish, on the other hand, that is going more slowly than expected because every every noun has a different word. <laughs> There's a lot less <laughs> compounding, and there oh, and and there are more conjugations. In Indonesian, you don't conjugate verbs, whether it's me or you or him or them or us. It's all the same verb. So um, so that again, that makes learning Indonesian a lot easier, but Polish is a lot trickier. And I was using the Pimsleur Polish and that one, that, that set was, it was hard to make out some of the words. So it went a lot, a lot more slowly for me, but I'm, I'm into Polish now. And after I get to 500 words, um, I'm probably, I'm still going to focus on maybe Southeast Asian languages. So maybe Thai, probably Thai, Maybe Hindi. I might go for Indian subcontinental languages. Uh, I'd love to learn um, Burmese, and so so that will be, I think, the one of the next languages coming up. It's a very complicated language, very intricate writing system, but uh, that is the dream. So I'm still still working on my Southeast Asian language uh, goal. And other than that, I'm you know right now I work with a local tribe um, to revitalize their language, and uh, soon I'll be able to actually provide more details about that. But I've been working with them, working to make resources, and if all goes well, I'm going to start uh, writing about that, about my experience with that, and hopefully present for the Polyglot Gathering. And working with this language has also given me ideas on you know basically what what issues we have with learning another language and why if you know English how that can be harmful to learning another language because you have to unlearn so much. And so there are all these different ideas for talking about language revitalization or talking about learning a language. And, um, you know, so hopefully if the gathering is going on this year, this coming year, uh, I'll present on that. So I'm starting to think about languages and about, you know, more about the linguistic side as opposed to uh, language learning goals. So, but there, there's a lot of overlap there. Um, I do want to go back to Close Master and hopefully beat the pants off of you and our other uh, language friends. But I, I, the main thing is I'd just like to be a little more focused. I'd like to have language learning be more of my identity. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to start speaking more and oh and one other one other goal i forgot to mention is that i'm going to uh follow your lead and start doing some language exchanges yay <laughs> yeah so um yeah it's just i mean again like i think I've, I've mentioned this in many previous podcasts but just time is not uh, you know i mean due to despite the pandemic i have not been uh shut in i've still been working full time you know and still just have have regular life things going on i'm i'm lucky to be in a small town where you know we haven't been affected full force and you know life has been life has been full <laughs> yeah, yeah but you know but i do want to i do want to start being more mindful about um, little pockets of time, you know, and, and I'm using flashcards a lot more, Closed Master, um, you know, whenever I can. So, yeah, so so basically I just, I every year my, my New Year's resolution is mainly just to be better than I was the year before. Oh, that's all you need to do. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, no, I, I think some people would say I need to do a lot more. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're setting the bar pretty low, but even so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So yeah, so I so and I, I and I also want to be realistic. I want to. I love the idea of, of hopping on challenges, but I also need to you know know myself and really be honest with what can I truly accomplish. What will what what do I want to do because it'll help me versus what do I want to do because it'll let me engage with other people or it'll it, or it sounds nice but I'm not willing to do the work so yeah I think I think a lot of it is just introspection and self-examination and saying what what do I need what is the best way to do it 
you know, and what works best for me. So that's well, fun. I think you should try the three six five thing. I mean, I learned a lot last. I mean, I only did it up until October and I quit. But mm. you know, I, I it wasn't I wasn't. But what I did learn during that time was how not to use the the half an hour a day that I was that I was using because I was doing a half an hour but a lot of it I wasn't retaining and I think and so this time with Korean I won't be doing a whole lot of listening during that time my plan is to use a lot more of that time for sort of course books like the um the DLI and the FSI type coursework and and books do you know what I mean yeah um, and then and then save the listening and the sort of youtube videos and the listening and the watching tvs and stuff f- as sort of extracurricular activities as and when you know like listen to it when i'm doing the dishes or whatever but okay. not as my primary thing so when i did chinese for that that year i was doing pimsler pretty much the whole first few months uh, only and then I moved on to this spoon-fed Chinese thing, which was again was another audio thing, and I and I don't think that particularly helped me, or if, it did help me in some ways, but I think I need to switch it up a bit, you know, like if, for Korean I need to be doing more course coursework and maybe one or two days of audio work. Anyway, uh, we shall see. Okay. Well, yeah. Let, let, let's check in a little more, uh, more uh, uh, regularly, and uh, and 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 see how we're doing. But I may I may try this three sixty five day challenge. But I've got one question about that. Is can you only do it, or let me like, when you do it for the whole year? Is it only for one language, or can you do one language uh, every, a month? Well, you you sign up either for one language or you sign up for what they call generic. Uh, so if you sign up for generic, then that is any language, but you have to do a half hour at least of it. So if you were going to switch between languages, you sign up for the generic challenge. Otherwise, you have to sign up for a specific language. Okay, so I could do a month of Polish and then a month of Indonesian and a month of... Yeah, 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 no problem. But as long as, but but your points count against generic. Fascinating. That's okay. Yeah, that that actually makes it a lot more appealing because my my need for a language might not go an entire year. Like I may be able to study enough of one language to be at a level I want to be, like A1 or something. Like say say I were you and I was learning Korean, but I just wanted to learn some basic phrases. After you know, after a month or two or six or whatever, I may decide this is all I need, and mm. all I need to do is maintain it. And so. Um, so that's actually that's that's actually very appealing. And how does where does one sign up for this 365 challenge, Rick? Uh, you just go to the forum. It's forum.language-learners.org, and you look for challenges. There's a whole section just for challenges, and you find the 365 challenge thread, and you just say what you're going to sign up for, and then they'll put you in the list of competitors for your language or generic, and then uh, you report back on the first of every month how you did the previous month and it's Fantastic. basically points out of however many months there, or days there were in a month and then you total it up so for example if you were in i don't know february you'd say oh i did 28 days and my total score is 28 plus 31 for the year and then you just carry on doing that so you give the annual total and your monthly total 
as your score. Awesome. And is it just the more points, the better? Or are there rankings? Like if you did between 350 and 365, you're this level. If you did, you know, 200. Oh, they they publish at the end of the year, they publish it. So they basically, um, they keep a, they, and, and, and they keep a running total on the first page of the thread. So it's who's, who's competing and what their score is as of the last reporting period. And then at the end of the year, they do a, a sort of a, a full out report, you know, uh, Rick quit halfway through. <laughs> uh, these these people won, you know. Yeah. So you win by doing every single day. And then they do a list of sort of runners up. So if you only did, you know, 360 rather than 365, you know, so they basically, it's it's just a countdown from 365 down to however many. Great. Yeah, and no, I'll, I'll check this out. This is actually, every time I talk to you, I always get more excited about uh, things I was not previously excited about. So <laughs> fantastic. And I'll, I'll post a link in the show notes for this if anyone else wants to uh, check it out. Are you, uh, are you planning on doing anything with the Polyglot Gathering if and when it happens, either virtually or in person, in regards to giving a presentation? Uh, well, I gave a presentation this year, and I was going to give it a miss in person. <laughs> But then again, I was going to give it a miss every year that I've done a presentation. I've said uh, the previous year, I always said, oh, I'm not doing this again. And then I always did it again. So uh, don't hold me to it. But um, the, the virtual one was OK. I, I, it was all right, actually. It wasn't too bad. Um, it was a bit nerve wracking before it started because you're sort of sat there alone wondering, you know, is my Internet going to crash? Is my dog going to bark? <laughs> you know, um, but once once you get going, it's not so bad. Um, I would prefer to go in person, to be honest, because I I like the social aspect of it. So although lots more people attended the virtual one last year, I personally didn't like it so much because, you know, I like to be out and about and around people. That's a bit of a lie. I don't like to be around people. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just like to go out drinking. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, well I, I've I've constantly referred to to you lot as uh, as my uh, once a year drinking buddies, so. <laughs> and we're good at it. Yeah, exactly. Although we're a little out of practice, so hopefully twenty twenty one will uh, bring us together in person for uh, for a little uh, for a little language and a lot of uh, extracurricular activities. But I won't be going out with Chris Brown. Oh no! Oh no! We've learned our lesson. <laughs> well, I don't do that again. That almost killed me. Actually, actually, I think I think uh, because this year we we missed out on that. I think uh, this coming year, I think my body can handle it. No, I don't think my body could ever handle it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we will all meet in person and uh, and um, be given the option, even if we turn down going out drinking with Chris Burrowholm. <laughs> on the bright side, they're doing it in a hotel, so you can't really go out, can you? Oh, I so, guess not. So just... then, then they could just leave me on the floor. Like they did last time, and oh. it won't be a problem. Yeah, so cool. Okay, one last question. Any fun New Year's Eve plans? Uh, n- uh, no, I'm locked down and can't go anywhere. <laughs> okay, all right, man. Well, it's uh, great talking to you. Have a happy New Year. All the best for 2021. Yeah, and you too. Uh, and uh, stay safe and healthy. And we will talk more very soon. Okay. Talk to you later, Dave. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. Happy holidays. And go check out the challenges. Hey, everyone. This is Dave. We wanted to get this podcast out originally before the end of 2020, but we experienced some technical difficulties. As you've heard from this episode, this is the entire episode in full, including the last few minutes that were left out of the last one. 
However, this was an advantage because between the time the original episode aired and the re-editing of this episode, I discovered that the 365-day challenge is still accepting registration. In fact, you can sign up until February 1st, and you'll still be doing the challenge for an entire year. And perhaps against my better judgment, I signed up for it. I'll include a link for the challenge in the show notes below, as well as links to other things we talked about. So if you're still curious about signing up, check it out. Happy New Year! Did I do that right, Rick? I don't know. I wasn't listening. I hate you. I need a beer. You've just subjected yourself to the Lollygagging Podcast with Rick Dearman and Dave Prine. If you enjoyed any or all or none of this podcast, please show some love. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment. Share with a friend. Send us a nasty email. Download the podcast for later. Tell people you dated us in high school and regret breaking up with us. Don't sue us. And if nothing else, enjoy learning languages. I finally got my doctor set up here. Yeah. Went in and... You're pregnant. And so did she give you a rectal exam or was that in in Korean? Hmm.